Hi, and welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? I'm Martin, and with me, as always, is Steve. Hello. And this week, we are also joined by Fraser of Wrong Life. Hi. How's it going? Wrong Life are a band from Edinburgh here in the UK. We play punk songs, and here is a song from their latest release, Stomach Full of Self. Good luck surviving on a stomach full of self. I'm trying to stop it over here. Weighing up all the pros and cons of dying all over again. I think I'd the favorite place where I can find solace in space. Put my thoughts around the waist of someone that's worth so much more than all the time and energy you thanks for joining us we are going to start off by asking you a few questions uh, just to get to know you a little bit more so first question what was the last thing you listened to that wasn't andrew wk uh last thing i listened to that wasn't andrew wk there's a band called hot graves i don't know if you've heard of them they've got an album called plague wielder it's like kind of thrashy metal pretty kind of epic stuff Yeah, there's like there's a label called Phantom Lure that does a lot of uh, like black metal and dungeon synth and stuff. Uh, 
and, and they're putting out a record. So, and I, I've, I don't know anything about like what people that make dungeon synth are singing about, but I got really into it for some reason. Dungeon synth sounds like the best genre of all time. How did you find them? How was he on Facebook, Instagram, or just come up on Spotify or something? I think I just—it's just that label, that Phantom Lawyer one. I, I just pay attention to what they're doing, and the the front cover seemed pretty good. It was like a skeleton doing something, so I thought I'll probably like that. I do that. I look at the album cover, look at the album cover or the band name, and I'm like, well, if I like the band name and I like the album cover, I'm probably going to like the songs. And you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but. You know, I've been doing it for years now, so it must be must be working for me. What about you, Martin? What was the last thing you listened to? So the last thing I listened to was in the car, um, picking up my wife and child, and I was listening to Salem, and I think the song's called Fall Out of Love. It's really good. It sounds a little bit like Alkaline Trio, don't it? Yeah, it's very Alkaline Trio-y. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You said save yourself, fall out of love. What about yourself, Steve? Uh, it was the Hopes Fall, their new release. It's not a new release, it's a re-release of the Satellite Years. They've done a remix and remaster, so I thought, oh, I'll check that out. I wonder what it, like how different it sounds. I didn't A-B the two albums, but it didn't sound that much different, to be fair. <laughs> good album definitely check it out if you've never listened Fraser who was the first band or what was the first song that made you realize you're into punk or alternative music I think when I was like well when I was like eight years old like um I remember like the offspring and Nirvana and stuff being on MTV and uh I remember the the one that I remembered when I from when I was like eight was uh what one is it I think it's come out and play that offspring had on MTV at the time keep them separated one you gotta keep them separated. Yeah, but then like four years passed. Um, I didn't give a shit about music. Um, and then I ended up seeing Smash and like John Menzies or something and convinced my dad to to get it for me. Uh, and then, yeah, that was kind of it. I just kind of stopped caring about it. I, I used to, you know, like most uh, folk my age would play football and I just I wasn't particularly good um and after yeah getting that album I was like yeah music seems I'll, I'll, I'll do that instead yep that's what we did well it's definitely what I did like football's not my thing I'll go to music next question who is your favorite band or artist right now um there's like a folk country guy called Willie Carlisle um 
That I would say, yeah, that's probably my favorite at the moment. Um, it's Welly with an I on the end, so W I double L I. Um, I saw him in Glasgow earlier this year, and uh, yeah, it's fantastic all round entertainer. His songs are great. Um, it was it was so good that it kind of tipped me over to finally buying a banjo as well. So I've been trying to learn how to play the banjo recently. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I've never heard of Willie Carlisle, but I will I will check him out after this uh, after this recording. All I asked of you is your better years. All I know how to do is waste them. We'll philosophize on the grand design and mourn all of creation and rejoice because we're sorry and we tried. If Steve starts buying a banjo, we'll know he's, uh, he's had the full effect. And then last question, it's a bit of a weird one. A music capsule has been sent to space and you've been asked to provide three songs from the year 2000 onwards for the aliens to listen to. What are you choosing? Right, well, since we just mentioned Willie Carlisle, I'm going to go for a Willie Carlisle song. There's one called Tulsa's Last Magician, uh, which, yeah, I think everybody should hear it. It'd be a shame if everyone didn't hear that song. Well, Tulsa's Last Magician got his start at four. Pulled a quarter from his own ear and spun it on the floor. Since there's no good tricks but old ones, and lying ain't that hard. He saved up all his quarters and he bought a deck of cards. And he learned ragtime piano, though his teacher thought him slow. Got a black belt in karate from a pawn shop video. In terms of punk music, I would say High Fives by Dear Landlord from the album Dream Homes. Um, that's like my favourite punk album, I would say. Fuck you, my love me. Fuck the landlord. Fuck the rain. All right, I'd like to roll eyes. Drink a lovely hot sick drinks tonight. Some days, some nights you slip by. Sometimes I wish that this world I think I know that one, but yeah, fair enough. You are mentioning so much music I've never heard of. Well, I'm going to mention another one for you now that you'll maybe listen to and wish you'd never heard it, because I'm going to put it in the capsule for a laugh. Um, there's a, do you know the band Mushroom Head? Oh yeah, we know Mushroom Head. Yeah, there's a song Quietly by Mushroom Head. Uh, I would put that in it, because it's just mind-blowing how that's even a song. Like how it got through so many people and there's so many members in that band and no one at any point they go like, ah, maybe this isn't good. choices what would you go for steve well i was thinking uh i don't want aliens to come to earth and 
you know, like destroyers. So I'm going to go with one arm scissor because of a chorus, which is get away, get away. And then I'm going to go with Get Out by Circus Survive, simply because it's Get Out. And then I was struggling to find a third one. So I've decided to go with Violent Astrology by the Callous Dowboys because it's Violent Astrology and Aliens in space and astrology has got something to do with space so there they're my three choices what about yourself martin so i went with Disposable Teens by Marilyn Manson. And the reason for that is because Disposable Teens was like the first song that I remember listening to. I think I've said it loads of times on this podcast before. But like, listen to it, and I was like, "Fuck me, this is fucking brilliant." And then downloaded more, listened to more, and it kind of was like the gateway into a lot more music. So you know, I feel like the aliens will listen to that. I'm like, "God, that's fucking banging that!" And then start listening to more music. So that's good. And then I would probably go with Linkin Park. Because although I never owned any Linkin Park albums, I know the majority of the Linkin Park singles. I think they've got some real earworms, and everyone likes Linkin Park. If it come on a, a club on a night and you was had a few pints, you'd be definitely on a fucking table dancing. I know from experience that me and Steve have definitely been in that position before. I'm sure. So yeah. So hopefully that'll be another one. The aliens like oh, fucking brilliant. This they might end up getting some flame tattoos. Get go to market and buy a flame shirt, dog collar. Who knows? So. That's what I'm thinking. And the last one I'd choose would be The Interrupters, which they've uh, gave you everything. reason being is it's got a female singer and most of our music is male dominated so i think it's nice to throw in um sort of a woman into the mix and show that women can uh, you know be just as good and yeah make some awesome bands as well and interrupters are one of my favorite bands i've seen them live a couple of times as well so yeah they're my three options some good choices there so let's move on a little bit and let's talk about wrong life correct me if i'm wrong fraser but it is just yourself right yeah it's a uh... 
So do you bring in people to come and, to come and like join the band and play live? Yeah, I've just got like some friends mostly based in Edinburgh, um, a couple in Glasgow as well, actually. Um, and it's just kind of whoever's available. Um, it's kind of what I did with my old band, but it's not as like taped together and falling apart at the seams. There's more, you know, it's, it's not exactly a stable lineup, but it's like roughly the same people that play. <laughs> so it's not just, yeah, picking up a couple people for a tour a couple of weeks in advance. Like I used to, it'll be, it's, it's a bit less stressful. So is it more of a collective, like as a group, you write songs or do you write all the songs yourself and all the parts? Uh, I write all the stuff myself and um, when I record um, the, the album that I just did and I've got another one uh, it's been done just now, like Pete from, uh, he used to play in Duck and Punches and he plays in Millie Mandels now and um, like he'll play drums um, and then I'll just record everything else on top of it. So how did you sort of start wanting to, to make music and like... Yeah, that's basically it. How how did it start? Um, well, my old band was... I can't remember how many lineups that band had. It was honestly like 35 or 38 or something. I counted at one point um, towards the end of it. It was ridiculous. At that point, was you like, is it me? Yeah, you start, you start to wonder, yeah. Um, but it was basically just as no money in it really and you know i just wanted to tour all the time so that's kind of uh yeah people would kind of come and go quite a lot um so i did that one for almost 13 years and for the first few years it was pretty much the same people there would be like a the lineup change there'll be a lineup change every now and then um but then i think yeah like a few years in was when the touring picked up a lot and it would just yeah, it would be a different lineup every tour. Um, uh, but I was I was pretty hell-bent on it still being classed as a, a band. So um, I would always try and get like a stable lineup um, and it just never worked. So I thought when I, when I bumped myself out on that and went insane and was like, ah, I need a break from this. Although when I start again, I'll, I'll just kind of be clearer about it. Just It'll just be me doing it. Um, and there won't be as much pressure for people to stick around when they, they just can't do it because of work or because they don't like touring or whatever. So it would just be, yeah, a bit less confusing for everyone. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause touring, yeah. it must be, it must be difficult, especially if you like, you're trying to juggle touring with a job. And then like, I guess you've got like yourself, you you said you're like kind of full on hell bent on touring. And then you might have someone who's like, dude, can we just like, chill that it's got to be a difficult part and i guess it's much easier when it's kind of i'll get someone else to go and play drums i'll get someone else to go and play bass yeah that, that's what it's been is yeah it's been like that already where um like even just uh i think it was a couple of weeks ago we did a few gigs down down in england and uh like yeah like guitarists couldn't make it and stuff so it was like it was really easy just like asking someone else to do it like no one was there was like no feelings hurt because i went and got someone else and like I wasn't pissed off that they couldn't do it, you know. It was uh, whereas, yeah, the previous band that would be would have all this stuff booked, and it'd be more of a commitment for everyone. And then, you know, I would, uh, yeah, get stressed out and pissed off, and people would quit, and people would get stressed out and pissed off when I kept booking tours. So I just, yeah, it wasn't a, a good dynamic in retrospect. 
So you've you released an album in 2022. I saw that you released an album in 2023. You've also just recently released a a split. And then did I hear you right when you said you've got another album in the works? Yeah, all the drums are done for it. Um, I'm going to get on with everything else in like a couple of weeks or something. So that should be out kind of early next year, hopefully. So what else? What else have you got lined up for for the future? Is it going to be you're going to release it, release this album and then tour the album loads, or is it going to be release the album, play a few shows every now and again, but you know just keep working on writing new music? Um, well, I kind kind of with the the album that came out in kind of February March this year, it was a case more of just kind of doing gigs every now and then. Um, didn't do too kind of anything too heavy going. Um, but then just playing playing last week or two weeks ago or whenever it was, um, that kind of got me back in the mode for just wanting to tour lots again. But I'm going to try and do it without ruining my life. That's the the key. Uh, you know, do it and not end up without you know a, a roof over my head. That'd be kind of ideal if I could kind of avoid that. Yeah, but to, to in Europe in March. We just started kind of booking that. Um, Hopefully going to do Japan next year as well, but I don't I don't have dates or anything yet. Yeah, so basically that's the key. The, the The key will be just try and get back into touring regularly, but without ruining everything else. Well, good yeah. luck with everything, dude. Like, touring Japan sounds awesome. Touring Europe sounds awesome. Shall we move on to the Andrew WK quiz? Yeah, sure. When it's time to party, we will party hard. Andrew WK, I get wet from the year 2001, as chosen by our guest today, Fraser. So first things first, Fraser, why did you choose this album? It was on loophole, really, um, because I was going to pick one that wasn't that old. <laughs> so I thought, I'll pick one that fits in with the podcast, which is an older one. Uh, but it's a solid album. It's a confusing, yeah, it's a confusing album, I find, Um yeah, I just find the whole thing mind-blowing. Like, it doesn't make sense, any of it, and I quite like that. I like things I don't quite understand. So was you a fan of this album at the time? Do you listen to it still? Is it on heavy rotation? Or is it just, it's an all right album, I listened to it ages ago, let's do it, it'll be a laugh. Yeah, well, it, I, don't, I don't think I had it at the time. I think I got it, like, a few years later and was like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, it was fun and everything, but that was kind of it, but it was in weirdly like 2018 was when i got like super into andrew wk uh yeah i was like a late bloomer when it comes to on world and savior yeah that is quite odd that's happened a few times where people have picked bands where the album's like older but they've only just quite recently got into that band like i've done it as well it's quite normal but i'm like how do people get into andrew wk in 2018 but he's released Quite a few albums. Yeah, they put one out in 2018. That was the one that, uh, yeah, I got really into. It's called You're Not Alone. So if that had been a bit older, I would have picked that. Maybe in 10 years' time, you can come back and we'll do that one. Okay, cool. Sounds good. As is tradition, before we get onto the proper quiz, we've got a sub-quiz. Because Andrew WK has got initials in his name, this is a sort of an acronym initial kind of sub game. I'm going to ask you some questions, Fraser. If you don't know the answer, it's fine. Steve will give you the chance to jump in and steal. And but we'll, I'll, I'll ask Fraser first. If you get it right, brilliant. If not, Steve will go to you. So the first part of this quiz is I'm going to read out some band acronyms, and you have to tell me what they what they are. So GNR, what band goes by that acronym? 
Ah, oh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, correct. N-I-N. Nine Inch Nails. A-O-F. A-O-F. Um, Articles of Filth. No. Steve? Uh, it took me a second, but I'm going to go with Alexis on Fire. Yeah, correct. R-H-C-P. Nah, I'm going to give up. You've gone one letter too many for me here. Steve, what do you reckon? I'm going to go with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, correct. Well done. That's I'll, I'll, just for the record, they're one of my least favourite bands, so that's probably why I blocked that out of my mind. Yeah, I hate Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can't stand them. Oh, yeah, I hate them too, so don't worry. I'll fucking shit on them. If, if he wants to, Anthony wants to come at me, I don't care. <laughs> You'll just pull your <laughs> pants down. Literally shit on them, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. S-O-A-D. System of a Down. Correct. Next one. A-A-F. Nah, my brain's went numb. Steve, do you want to hazard a guess? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess at Alien Ant Farm. Correct. Ah, well done. Next one, A7X. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on this one. You'll, you'll kick yourself when you hear this one. Steve? Uh, it's Avenged Sevenfold. Ah, Christ. Pretty unfair. We did an episode on them like two episodes ago. <laughs> okay, the next one, ICP. Ah, insane crime posse. Juggle off of life. Did a tour in the US and then uh, it was 2012 and we uh, we just missed the gathering uh, towards the end of the tour. <laughs> We're going to go, like, if, if we'd been there for, like, another couple of days, which would have obviously been mentally scarring in so many ways, but uh, still kind of gutted that it didn't work out. It would have been an experience. At work, we have a what's called an uh, it's called an issue closure pack. So when like a an issue is being closed, you have to produce a pack, and it was ICP on every documentation. And in my head, I'm every time someone mentions ICP, I'm like huh, ICP Insane Clown Posse. And obviously, I haven't told anyone at work because I assume they're like I don't know who I, Insane Clown Posse is. But anyway, anyway, last one, F O B. Followed by correct. Well done. Just a few more. So this one is, I'm going to read out some names of people that are musicians and they've got initials in their name, as you could have guessed. I'm not just going to read your famous people's names out. And you need to tell me what their middle name stands for. It is multiple choice, so I'll give you some options, which is what multiple choice means, and then you can choose. So Mary J. Blige, or Blige. Is it Blige or Blige? I say Blige. Mary J. Blige. Does it stand for Mary Josephine Blige, Mary Jessica Blige, or Mary Jane Blige? I don't know, but I want to go for Jane. Correct. Well done. Woo! R. Kelly. Does it stand for Rodrigo, Richard, or Robert? That's Robert, isn't it? Yeah, Robert Kelly is correct. PJ Harvey. Is it Polly Jean Harvey, Penelope Janet Harvey, or Paige Joanna Harvey? It's Polly Jean. Correct. Well done. Our new album is fantastic, by the way, if you haven't heard it. PJ Harvey, I've never bothered with. Um, I know one of our friends was a huge, huge fan, probably still is, but just never, never, ever bothered. I don't know if you have, Steve. No, might have to check her out. Yeah, I didn't bother until the new album, weirdly. So, uh, Last one, CJ Ramon. Is it Carl Joshua Ramon, Christopher Joseph Ramon, or Cameron Jasper Ramon? Yes, Christopher Joseph. Correct. Technically, his real name obviously isn't Ramon. It's uh, Christopher Joseph Ward. But yeah, correct. Well done. You did really well. Who's CJ Ramon? He was the bass player that replaced Dee Dee. Oh, okay. 
They played on the kind of um, just the nineties albums and stuff. He was still he's still doing still doing gigs now. Um, and he did like a couple of albums. Uh, I think he did yeah two albums on Fat Wreck as well in recent years. I read uh, Mackie Ramon's book. That was pretty cool. I've not read it yet. I saw him playing when I was um, I saw him playing when I was maybe sixteen or seventeen at the Renfrew Ferry in Glasgow, and it was weird. It was like a like a Q and A. It was a, what was described as a multimedia presentation Q and A, and then live set. And the multimedia presentation was like him wheel, like wheeled out like an old like school TV, and then just played like Granny Ramon's live footage on it. Um, <laughs> then did like a Q and A that was kind of weird, and then he did like a full set of uh, like Ramon songs with two guys in the UK subs. Yeah, it was pretty good. Sounds like a bit of a weird experience. Yeah, it was on the yeah, Renfrew Ferry's a boat as well, so it was Marky Ramon on a boat with an old school TV. Are you sure this wasn't a dream, Fraser? It was absolutely not a dream. <laughs> it sounds like a dream. Okay, cool. So, right, we are on to the actual proper questions. They are, we've got four rounds. They're in a bonus round, so five rounds. Uh, two questions each round, and your first round, Fraser, is songs. So, first question is the lead single from I Get Wet was Patty Hard. It was released on October 29th, 2001 and reached number 19 on the UK singles chart. There were four singles released from the album in total. Can you name the other three singles? And I can give you multiple choice if you want. Uh, she is beautiful. Yep, that is one of them. I know there's a video for it's Time to Party. I don't know if that counts as it being a single, though. I don't have it down as a single. Yeah, fuck. Do you, do you want the multiple choice? Yeah, let's go for that. So she's beautiful, like you say. Party till you puke. We want fun. I get wet and fun night. See, We Want Fun was on the Jackass soundtrack. I know that. So that wasn't technically on the album, really. It was a bonus track, I think, at one point. So I don't think that's one. Party till you puke. Yeah, no. It's not, no. Shall we, t- shall we tell you what they are? Yeah, go for it. Make me sad. Cool. Technically correct with, uh, well... What am I trying to say here? You are technically correct with She Is Beautiful. That is kind of like the only other single from the album. That was released in February 2002 and reached number 55 uh, on the UK singles chart. And I thought that would have been higher considering Party Hard reached number 19. I always thought She Is Beautiful was a, a more popular song. But Fun Night was supposedly released in November 2002, and that is literally all I could find out about the single. Nothing else. That could be a lie from Wikipedia. And then We Want Fun was only available on a Japanese version of the album. I think it was only released as a single in Japan. So 
were right with She is Beautiful. And then the other two, Fun Night, Questionable, and We Want Fun, Japanese Single. Oh, there we go. Next question. So true or false, She is Beautiful was written about Paris Hilton after he met her at a party in Los Angeles. How is it false? Yeah, false is right. I made that up. I couldn't actually find out who the song was written about, but supposedly it is written about someone who Andrew WK saw at a party. I don't know what he was doing, but she made him stop whatever he was doing. I think he was partying hard, Steve. That's what he was doing. But he had to stop partying hard. He was just mesmerized by this person, but he never spoke to her and he wishes he had. So he got home and he wrote a song about wanting to take a chance to speak to this girl uh, that he never actually spoke to. And again, nobody knows her name. At least I don't know her name. (laughs) Yeah, if Steve doesn't know it, no one does. Okay, so round two is the general questions. So question number one from this round. The I Get Wet album cover is an image of Andrew WK with a bleeding nose, with blood dripping down his face and onto his chest. Do you know how he got a bloody nose for the album cover? And it's multiple choice. So is it just makeup that's added for effect? Did he smash a breeze block into his face? Or did he pick his nose so much that in the photo shoot that it started bleeding and it just wouldn't stop? Yeah, he used a breeze block. Yeah, absolutely correct. For some reason, he was doing a photo shoot for the album and he decided to smash himself in the face with a breeze block. But there wasn't enough blood. So instead of just like using makeup to make more blood, they went to the butcher's shop and got some animal blood and put, you know, animal blood all over his face and body as well. Not sure why he would do that. But the album also caused a little bit of con- controversy or contro- controversy. Not sure how to pronounce that word. Um, as people believed it was just re- representing cocaine abuse. And that's what I thought it was representing as well. Because he likes to party hard. Yeah, apparently there was some other... Um, there was a, a drug in America, I think, as well. Where, uh, I can't remember what one it was, but... Apparently, there was like a slang term for like taking that would be uh, getting wet would be like using it. So I think that was a thing as well. But I think that was just in America. You know, it's called I Get Wet. Why is it called I Get Wet? I have no idea. (laughs) I read the book about the album and um, yeah, it doesn't really clear that up at all. The last couple of times I saw him live, he he claimed that it was uh, to do with just like sweating and that was like like sweating is like (laughs) like proof to the party gods that you're partying hard enough it was something like that but i think that was just made up it doesn't sound right does it i think it's got something to do with sex probably yeah but i mean i get moist sounds a bit weird doesn't it as well but it's good i get wet when i know that you're dying is one of the lines in it which is pretty sinister okay so before we you know go down that rabbit hole uh, that slippery slope. Question. Next question. So true or false? Andrew WK was originally created as an elaborate joke by Dave Grohl. The songs were written by Dave Grohl and fronted by Andrew WK. That's false. That is false. Absolutely correct. I'm not actually sure why that rumor started, but the idea is that Dave couldn't release these songs that he'd written under Foo Fighters or his or his or himself because they were just too silly. But um, Andrew WK did actually send a demo tape to Dave Grohl. And Dave liked it so much that he invited him to come and open for the Foo Fighters at a concert in San Francisco. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's where the, the rumour started, apparently. 
I like the way it's like, oh, these songs are too stupid. I can't release them. And then they just saw a guy, there's a guy smashing his face into a breeze block, snorting cocaine. And they're like, that's the guy. That's the guy we need for my, my album. Do you remember um, Pat Sharp from Funhouse? When I was at school, uh, me and a friend of mine uh, tried to spread the rumour that he had died uh, by going around the school, putting up uh, pictures that said Pat Sharp RIP and had a photo of him. And it kind of worked. Um, <laughs> like in the Vale of Leaving Academy <laughs> in, uh, in Alexandria. but It didn't reach down to Yorkshire, unfortunately. I thought he was talking about Neil Buchanan. That the rumour about him is that he's in a metal band, but that is true, he is in a metal band. Like they're like a like a heavy metal band, like an eighties heavy metal band. Round three is about personal life. Why is Andrew WK wet? No, I'm joking. It's not. It's Andrew WK was married to is it Sherry or Cherry? I'd have said Cherie. Oh, Cherie, the one that I didn't say. <laughs> Andrew W.K. was married to Cherie Lilly from 2008 to 2019. She was Andrew W.K.'s hype woman and in this band as a vocalist from 2006 to 2018. They have two children together. But who is Andrew W.K. engaged to now? It's multiple choice. So you've got Emma Stone, Kat Dennings, Portia Doubleday or Ramona Flowers. Oh, it's Kat Dennings. Yeah, absolutely correct. They got engaged after one month of being together, which I think is absolutely insane. Would you guys ever do that? Nah, I think Andrew WK is the only person that can get away with it. I mean, one month, you're still holding your farts in. So, yeah, fuck that. Okay, what does WK in Andrew WK stand for? Is it White Killer, Wild Kid, or Wilkes Cryer? Wilkes Cryer. Yep. Absolutely correct. A bit of a boring question, but you can't have an Andrew WK quiz without sort of mentioning what WK stands for. And I did try to do something about his dad and his brother. His dad's like a professor at a college somewhere, and his brother's a professional golfer, but he's not good enough to create something interesting about. So overall, pretty boring question, just to say... Andrew WK stands for Andrew Wilkes Cryer, which is his surname. I think it's a decent question. See, when Steve does a quiz, he does background checks on the family of this band member. <laughs> okay, so round round four. So this is lyrics. So true or false, these lyrics appear in the album. Open your mouth, we're all going to come in your face. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, the lyrics from the opening track, uh, which is called It's Time to Party. And as far as I can tell, that song is about having a wank. So other lyrics are about hanging out with yourself and having a crazy party. And then there's one, <laughs> there's one line that just says, pounding one out, touching yourself. Remind me not to go to any of Andrew WK's parties because they sound horrendous. Definitely about knocking one out, that. Yeah, there's a... I can't remember if it's... I think it's, it's like, like an article on ICE. There's so much about like people's interpretations of like all of his stuff and... I think there was like um, someone breaking down that album and just how like horrible all the partying sounded. It just sounded like intense and grim and kind of scary. Uh, and I kind of, yeah, I would I'd probably agree with them. There's a, f- a few scary parts. <laughs> Some of the songs, like the lyrics, just do not go with the music. So like there's a song called Ready to Die, 
and it's about being ready to die, but it's like a real sort of like like a rocking anthem. But yeah, the lyrics are just like, there's something darker around this party and maybe he's like partying by himself and in his head it's like a party, but in real life it's it's not that It's great. just him fucking pants around ankles wanking. <laughs> well, that counts, it counts as party according to him. Last question in this section. The word party is used 32 times across the album's lyrics. However, this is not the most frequently used word in the album's lyrics. Can you tell me which of the following words is used the most? Is it wet? Love or don't? That's a good question. I'll maybe go for don't. Yep, absolutely correct. So the word don't is used 60 times across the album. But because Andrew WK is known as the party guy, I just assumed that the word party would be the most used like sort of word on the album. And I tried to figure it out on the internet. The internet didn't know. So I went on to ChatGPT. I copied and pasted all the lyrics from the album, from A to Z lyrics, into ChatGPT. Then I got it to tell me what the most common words were. It was quite interesting, really, because a lot of it was not random words, but like connecting words. But he used the words I and you quite a lot. So it seemed to be like all the songs were like, I do something, you do something. I asked ChatGPT to give me some insights into the lyrics and what it says about the artist that wrote them. And it basically said that the lyrics have an emphasis on fun and enjoyment, but that they also convey a sense of confidence and defiance. And I thought that's a really good way to sum up the lyrics in the album. Yeah, apparently the... I'm sure he said in an interview that the reason for there being so many gang vocals on the album is so that people could imagine that their voice was in it as well. So it was more like a everyone together kind of thing that he was going for with it, which is a pretty good idea. That's pretty cool. That is a good idea. I also read that he went for that whole kind of like wall of, uh, what is it, wall of sound characteristic because he liked the idea of choirs, but he wanted to do that in the music as well, which is why everything's kind of just like in your face all the time. Yeah, it's a pretty loud album. Like, yeah, pretty kind of like for such a poppy album, it's a pretty punishing sound. Bonus round. So this is about Spotify stats. So question one. At the time of writing this question, Andrew WK has approximately 523,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Where do you think the majority of listeners are listening from? Is it London, Chicago, Toronto, or Minneapolis? I'm going to go for, I don't know, Chicago, maybe. Yeah, Chicago, why not? Uh, Not quite, almost. It is London with 13,500 listeners. Chicago was next in line, but had 8,000 listeners. Toronto had 7,000 listeners and Minneapolis had 6,500 listeners. I honestly thought it would have been that Chicago area, like, you know, that sort of Midwestern area where he actually comes from. But no, London. Londoners seem to love Andrew WK. Party capital. So the most played song on this album is Party Hard with 45 million streams. What is the second most played song from the album? Is it I Get Wet? She is beautiful or ready to die. 
I'll go for She is Beautiful. Yeah, I would have gone with She is Beautiful as well, but it's not. It's Ready to Die. She, uh, she is Beautiful only has 14 million streams, which I thought was quite quite shocking. I Get Wet has 3.5 million streams, and Ready to Die has 26.5 million streams. So oh, wow. not sure what that says about the world, but people are listening to Party Hard and Ready to Die. So party till you die. Andrew WK, I Get Wet from the year 2001, as chosen by our guest this week, Fraser. An obvious choice, wouldn't you say, Steve? Oh, yeah, definitely. And Fraser, thanks a lot for joining us. Hopefully you've had a lot of fun. Hopefully you learned something. You've got one last chance to speak to the listeners. What do you want to say? Um, I am bad at the internet. So uh, if anybody wants to check anything out, I'm old school and I've got a website and everything's on there. Wronglifemusic.com. Go to that if you want. Awesome. So wronglifemusic.com. Also, we will tag wrong life in our instagram post and we'll put all the details in the episode description again fraser thanks a lot for joining us thanks a lot for listening everyone have a good night a good day good morning whenever you listen to us thank you very much bye